One thing about mama, she is going to make sure that everyone else is taken care of before she even thinks about treating herself. So if you are looking for the perfect gift to make mom feel special this Mother's Day, make sure you check out the Mega Moisture Duo from Osea Malibu because body care is self-care. Since 1996, Osea has been making clean, clinically proven, seaweed-infused skincare. So this Mother's Day, treat mom to the everyday spa experience she deserves. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GSPP at OseaMalibu.com. Plus, you'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use code GSPP for 10% off. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Let's work. Come on. Let's work. Come on. You can wish for it or you can work for it. You got to work for greatness. If you ain't working, you should be working. Let's work. Welcome to Confessions of a Workaholic, where we share the success secrets of fearless female entrepreneurs who are obsessed with success. This is your girl, Coriel. So excited to have you back for another week to get up close and personal with another boss. This week's episode is brought to you by the Work Squad, which is the support group you need when you are going after your goals. Our private accountability community is the perfect place for you to connect, exchange ideas, learn new tricks, barter your skills, and get the keys you need to crush your goals. Members have access to an online support group, free trainings, weekly goal setting calls, and so much more. To find out how you can join the squad for just $10 a month, log on to WorkPraySlay.com. So I hope y'all are ready for this week's episode because we have a real boss in the building. Today we are talking to the king, Ashley Ann. Ashley Ann is a successful event planner, biz builder, and public speaker. And we can't leave out social media strategist, okay? Because she does her thing in the internet streets. She currently travels the United States speaking to small business owners, minority business owners, and startups. Super excited to have you. Ashley, are you ready to confess? Girl, I'm going to do my best. <laughs> do that thing. Okay, so I always like to start the show by asking 
how you started your career, like what you started out doing, because I always find it so interesting how our passions tend to lead us away from our profession. So what did you actually start doing? Um, so my bachelor's degree is actually in finance. Um, I do have an MBA as well, but basically I would uh, reconcile accounts for people. Um, then I got a gig with a large data collection company. And so my job was to look at the campaigns and how much money was coming in versus, you know, your ad spend and kind of helping people figure out um, if they were working or not, right? And being able to figure out, uh, I guess, what the greater, what the greatest um, ROAS was based on a target audience. So it's, even though I started an event design and production company, like the background and targeting has served me very, very well um, with the event design and production company and with the consulting company, because it's how I was able to start, you know, booking my first clients and actually getting in front of people on a consistent basis that wanted my products and services and they could afford them. One thing that is so dope is the, the fact that, that you can literally remix, repackage the skills that you've developed on your job, right? You can remix those skills and repackage them in a way that helps you become profitable personally, right? Because if you've been working a job, regardless of the skills you've had, if you've been working any job, you know, since 16 for the last 10, 12, however many years, you've been developing skills that people have been paying you for. And so for you to be able to take those same skills that you developed and that your job, that on the job training you got and use that in your own business, it's, it's just genius. And I love to be able to talk to people who have literally done that, taken those same skills and, and applied them to, to their own business. One thing um, that you do really well is that you manage multiple businesses. I talked about a couple of the different hats that you wear, a couple of the different roles um, that you serve, but what's been the biggest support or the biggest help in being able to manage so many different things because aside from your own businesses you coach people in their businesses so you're not that you're working in their business but as a coach you have to keep up with what's going on you got to check yeah. so how do you manage it all is there a team um is it your team or is there a system in place what's your best advice it's a combination of systems and a team. And I would say that your system is more important than your team because when we start off, most of us don't start off with a team. You know, some of us have access to a lot of capital and we can bring on a team when we first start. But the majority of us, you know, we are one person wearing 16 different hats, right? Inside of the company. So once you start to put together a system that offers you structure as you bring on team members, they're going to be able to align with the system or help it become more efficient so a big thing for me is like time blocking is one of the best skills that I ever learned and it makes my life work so much better and um, it is going to require a little dis a little bit of discipline but just having the ability you know get you a calendar or a notepad or you know type it up or whatever you need to do but you just want to actually go through the days of the week and you build out right like an hour per day and the easiest way to start figuring out where you can create more time um like even if you work a nine to five right now and you're trying to leave it right you still can do this you still can do it so for a week just journal your time like everything you're doing like literally i woke up i went to the bathroom i took the kids to school I, you know what i'm saying like i was in my email like literally you're blocking your time i watched tv i read a book um i did some squats whatever because we need to see like what a typical day is like for ourselves and then you can go back through the journal and kind of see where you have like inefficient spaces 
And um, so I learned how, and then I can see kind of like things that I enjoy doing or things that are taking up too much of the time. So once I go through there, then I make another Sunday through Saturday and I list out my times. And so it's like, you know, 8 a.m. is meditation and prayer. And then nine o'clock, I'm going to respond to all my social media DMs. Well, not all of them. Normally I try and do like 100 to 150 um, a day in the morning. Then, you know, 10 o'clock, I'm going to do emails and I'm going to set a little alarm so I don't stay inside of the email box for longer than an hour. And then maybe, you know, from a, from a 12 o'clock to four o'clock, you know, on Tuesdays is when I'm going to take discovery calls. And then Wednesday is my wedding day and when I meet with my bridal clients and so on and so on. So I like literally block my time and I stick to my schedule and it allows me to actually get things done. Um, and so if I didn't have a schedule and like kind of like a little system of how I run things, then I definitely would be tanking. I would be sucking it up big time. So even in my time schedule, like the first week of the month is typically when I like to do my one-on-one calls for my individual coaching clients and people who are in elite programs with me. So they get on, but it works for me because then I have the rest of the month to do like webinars, workshops, free classes. I can travel, vacation, you know, if I don't have a, if I don't have an event on the calendar. So so whatever it is that I want to do. So that seems to be effective for me. Um, just actually, I had to look at what I was doing with my time and then figure out how I could manage it better. So if I saw that I was watching TV three hours in a day, I don't have to stop watching TV, but maybe I can just cut it down to an hour, an hour and a half, you know, or maybe use my DVR and then I'll just watch TV at night, you know, before I go to bed. Um, when I worked a nine to five, I would say, oh, I can make calls during my lunch hour. So I would bring my lunch to work. And then I would, um, I had a VoIP phone, which is a voice over IP line. And I would sit there and I would make my business calls during my lunch break, or if I needed to go and see a client or something. And then I would go back into work and eat my lunch at my desk. So just getting creative with my time. Um, if I was taking a road trip and let's say I'm driving from Little Rock to Dallas, because my second um, offices inside of Dallas. It's like a four hour trip. Oh, well, I can schedule some conference calls or I can um, do some plotting or some planning, you know, for upcoming, um, for upcoming expansion or hammer out some new marketing ideas, you know, with whoever's in the car with me. I like literally try and be as efficient as possible in, instead of just wasting dead time, if that makes sense. Definitely makes sense. Um, and I've heard, you know, several people uh, recommend the time blocking strategy i gotta figure something out because my to-do lists are just and i have planners like i've created plans. it's just a mess um oh yeah we're not gonna we're not gonna tell my person <laughs> let's talk about social media okay because social media for most new entrepreneurs in 2019 that's where we start with marketing it's like okay i got this business i'm gonna go to my instagram and i'm gonna share it and i know that you've been able to enhance you know your business increase your clientele get more exposure with all of your businesses by utilizing Instagram specifically in a strategic way. So what would you say are like your top three tips for someone who's hit a plateau in growing their following? So think about not necessarily the beginner, but maybe that person who is at, who's been at like 9,500 followers for the last six months and she's just like, yo, what's yeah. up with my 10K? How do I get over this hump? Like, what do I need to do? So top three tips for just moving past the plateau. Can I give can I give you four? Can I give you like yeah. three and then like a takeaway? Okay. So first thing first, Instagram's algorithms are always changing, right? So I tell people instead of trying to beat the algorithm, just work with it. At the end of the day, Instagram's goal is to have 
few stay on the platform as long as possible. So if I'm a content creator, right, and they know that people like my posts and they like my videos and stuff like that, they Instagram really wants to support you. People think that the gram is working against you. Not really, you know, now they got some glitches inside of their little artificial intelligence system and stuff, but they want you to have a good experience because you're able to captivate their audience. And so if Instagram can keep someone on there for five minutes and show that person an ad, okay, well, maybe that's a dollar or I think it's really like 60 cent or something like that. But when you have, you know, a billion people using it a month, it adds up, right? So if I can get you on there for 10 minutes or 20 minutes or 30 minutes on my platform, I'm making more money. So keep that in mind. And so anytime Instagram puts out like a new feature, Remember, they've spent a whole lot of money developing that feature. So whenever you use it, it's automatically going to give you a boost in exposure, which by default will give you new followers. So using like IGTV, using the stories and the hashtag function inside of the story, um, you know, you may... And people on Instagram love selfies, so you may want to start incorporating an extra selfie or two during the week. Um, and people on the gram also love quotes, so you may want to start incorporating a quote or two. Um, the second thing I will tell you to do is engagement, because again, Instagram's goal is to keep users on the platform as long as possible. So like be social on social media, respond to your DMs, respond to your comments. I know if you have like you know, let's say you have 15,000 followers, you probably can't respond to every comment, but you know, take like 30 or 40 minutes out of the day just to go back to your post and talk to people and, you know, comment and ask questions and those sorts of types of things. So that way you can inspire conversation and Instagram goes, okay, this is a really valuable user. We want more people to know this person exists. Right. Um, and then the third thing I will tell people to do, which they don't like doing, but if you're not willing to invest in yourself, don't expect me or anyone else to invest in your business through purchasing from you. Um, run ads. Ads are not a bad thing. You can run influencer um, sponsored posts. You can actually go into the ads manager and you know run some ads or some posts to people who already follow you or build a lookalike audience. Um, and it doesn't have to be a lot. You know what I mean? It can be like 10 or $20 a day worth of ads to help you get over the hump and get you a good targeted base who's going to want to consume your products or services. Um, but they're all different. You can collaborate with other people, right? It's about exposure and trying to get yourself in front of other people on a consistent basis. You can even run ads directly through Instagram now if that's something that you want to do as well. Um, and then the little fourth thing I wanted to share, I do think it's important to be a part of a community um, where they're talking about some of the different updates and tools and features that are coming out and people are there sharing their different strategies of what they're doing and sometimes you know even if you're even if we're really successful I feel like we can always learn from somebody else like I'm always looking to learn from somebody else well what do you do or how does this work for you and sometimes there are things that we're missing or really easy things that we can incorporate that are kind of help us get over the hump listen sis <laughs> they, they need to pay for, i mean this is a free podcast but that was worth money okay that's some things i didn't i didn't even know you know you bring up a really good point about like the new features that they're gonna reward the people who are using the things they've just you know invested in rolling out that definitely makes sense because we're always trying to figure out ways to 
beat the algorithm, figure it out, you know, calculate what we need to do. But, you know, those are those are really good practical things that you can do, regardless of whether you at 9,500 or 950. You better, you know, build yeah. a real good relationship with that 950. Because yeah, you absolutely. Can monetize, you know, you can still monetize 950. So yeah. definitely, definitely useful. Okay, but you don't just, like, hang out on social media. You are using tons of other tools to create and share content with them. Yeah. So between email marketing, social media marketing, and mobile marketing, which would you say have been most beneficial for your business? Mm, I'm definitely gonna go team text message on the mobile marketing. Um, I love text marketing um, because majority of my client base, I would say is probably in, are in between the ages of like 28 and um, 54, right? So, and that's still a pretty wide margin, but most of those people, we have our phones on us all the time, especially if you're in your late 20s or up to your mid 30s. Like our phones are glued to us. We sleep with them beside us. Some people put them underneath their pillows. You take it to the bathroom, you go to the mall with it, you scrolling in church. Some of y'all listening to this podcast on your phone right now, like, <laughs> like it's always with you. So email marketing, there's always the battle of trying to make sure the email actually lands inside of someone's inbox, right? And even the best email marketers I know, they don't have like a 100% open rate. You know what I'm saying? With text messaging, people are typically likely to look at that text within five minutes of you sending it. And the open rate for text messages is actually at about 83%. Um, and so for me, being able to communicate with my audience outside of social media and say, hey, I'm going to be at this place. Like when uh, you and I saw each other at BYOB, I had a meetup later on that day. It was just like a pop-up meetup. I was like, y'all pull up on me. And we had a good amount of people show up. I was able to reach them through my texts when I have events, if I'm selling a product, um, if I'm doing um, some type of live stream that I know they're going to want to know about or something like that, I'm able to talk to people through the text feed. And I love text messaging because the results are almost instantaneous. So if I put something on sale and I put it out to my text list, literally within three minutes, I can start seeing sales start to roll back into my account. Or if I'm having a webinar, I can see people registering it excuse me, registering for it. And that's something else that I use. People always try and figure out how I have such a high attendance rate in my webinars when I do them. I automatically tell people like, if you want a reminder of this, join my text list. And so I give them a code that they can text to. And before that webinar, I send them out the room. I send them any of the pins or information they need. And people come flooding in because I tell people all the time, sometimes you get discouraged and you think people don't want your stuff or they don't want to talk to you. That's not true. They do but people get busy they have lives and sometimes they forget or sometimes you can't reach them through email or even when you post on social media the way that the new algorithms are set up for Facebook and Instagram your entire audience like never sees your post you know what I'm saying you're lucky if 10% of them see that post within the first 15 minutes and depending on how many of them um, comment you know what I'm saying and leave rich um, comments, which is normally like four or more words, because back in the day, you could just leave an emoji or something. And Instagram would be like, okay, it's popping. No, they're looking for more than that now. So if it's rich text or rich comments within that first hour, then they're going to say, okay, like, let me show this to more people. And even when they're showing it to more people, it's still not reaching as many people as your text messages can. So I love some good old mobile marketing. Who is calling me? They're blowing me up. 
<laughs> I feel like I need to disconnect the office line. I turned my both of my cell phones on silent, and now the office phone is out here blowing up. They like, I'm going to get you how I can get you. Um, okay, so one thing that people ask me about all the time, and I'm sure you get this all the time, is like, sis, what's the secret? Like, how are you doing? There has to be a secret. There's a secret formula that you're not telling me what is it. My answer is always the same. They always mad. But it's always consistency. Like, that's the answer. Mm -hmm. And one thing that I really admire about you, I mean, not a day goes by that I'm not seeing either an email, a text message, you going live, you know, you're definitely posting on your pages. But what is like your best, I guess you shared a productivity tip in terms of like time blocking. Is there anything else that you can share for the people who, like, is it just one of those things you just got to be motivated to do it every day? Or is there something else that you can share for people who are struggling with consistency? Um, no, I think, I think, okay, so a couple things. So I think a lot of times when we say consistency, I think people don't understand us. They just think that we're talking about the frequency of your text or emails or post on social media, right? And consistency is way more than that. Like, I know people and I have clients out right now who are monetizing their social media and they really don't post every day, right? They may not post to their timeline, but they show up in those stories every day and they have a consistent voice. They have consistent um, type of content or information that they like to give. Um, they're consistent with like the way that the page is formatted or the aesthetics of things, right? They're consistent with who they who they align with. Like brand alignment is really important. I'm not gonna, you know, invite everyone to lunch and learn. I'm not gonna share everyone's content on my page because at the end of the day, I have to maintain some level of consistency in order to still be relatable and relative to my audience, right? So being consistent is way more than just the frequency that you post. If you're out here ramming, is what I call it, which is random acts of marketing, and you're just throwing everything out there, people get confused about who you are and what you do, and that starts to affect your bottom line. Um, so using um, apps will definitely help you. So I like Planoly or Planoly or however you pronounce it. I call it Planoly. I heard somebody else call it Planoly. I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> excuse me. Sorry about that. Um, anyway, I love it because I can schedule up at least like one or two posts per day at the top of the week and it just sends it to my phone and I hit post now. It populates like the description, if any of the hashtags I use, if they're emojis, it'll do it all automatically for me. So that helps a lot. Um, I'm like, maybe for those of you who, you know, life gets in the way or you get caught up during the week, like also don't try and overwhelm yourself with like building everything all at one time. I think some people um, stop being consistent just because they get overwhelmed. It's so much new information and so much new technology and so many different skill sets and all those sorts of types of things. So like literally make a list at the top of the week. I like writing the pen to paper does something for my spirit. I don't know. It just made me feel good. So I like writing out my to-do list. And so like, let's say you need to build an email funnel, right? So you're sending consistent emails. Don't try and make yourself write 50 emails in one day. Like ain't nobody got time for that. Instead, just be like, okay, I want to write one email a day, three days this week. Well, if you do that, you know, for three weeks in a row, all of a sudden you have nine emails. That's nine weeks of communication with your audience, right? So just trying to break things down so that you don't feel like it's impossible to do. And I think that helps a lot of people stay consistent. Because a lot of times when I talk to people that are inconsistent, it's because they're frustrated and overwhelmed. And they just kind of throw their hands up, be like, oh, whatever, I'm not going to fool with it. <laughs> So 
so we know it's consistency, right? We know that that is the secret. But even as someone who knows it, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're doing it. So a lot of times successful people, you know, quote unquote successful people, because success is like relative, right? But successful people um, need help too, right? A lot of times coaches need coaches. So what is your theory on whether or not, you know, coaches do need coaches? And if you think that they do, what is your best uh, practices for like choosing the right coach for you? Because a lot of times I think people just, you, you want to coach with me because I got 70,000 followers, but I ain't done nothing that you are trying to do. How can I help you? <laughs> or you like my personality, but come on, I can't, I, I can't help you. Yeah. Um, so I do think that I'm not going to necessarily say that coaches need coaches, um, but I think that coaches definitely need um, some type of support, like as far as iron, shopping iron. So I do think if you're a coach, it's important for you to be a part of a mastermind. You know, um, it may be important for you to work with a coach, like looking for someone who's actually been where you want to go. Like that was really important that you said, like, don't just pick somebody because you like their personality or because they're popular. You pick someone because you can understand the language that they communicate in and you know they can help you get you know, walk through the door that you're trying to go to. Um, I, I do think anytime a coach gets in the mindset of I know everything and I don't need anybody and I'm one man on the block by myself, you know, that type of attitude, you're going to start to fail because when you start, now you're missing out on what's new. You're missing out on other ideas. You're missing out on other applications, right? And at the end of the day, if you're not growing, you're dying. Um, so I think for a coach, I do think it's important for them to have a coach or like I said, at least an accountability group or be a part of a mastermind or something, you know, where they can get with other creators and industry leaders and you guys can share ideas and, you know, we can sharpen each other up and keep each other on our toes. I do think that that's mad important. Um, and not even from the idea perspective, sometimes you just need support, you know what I'm saying? Someone else that understands what you're going through and they can give you advice on how to get through different situations or problems that you may be having or experiencing inside of your business. Um, I think that for sure. And if you know you are more of a private person and you want a one-on-one experience, then I would tell you to get a coach, you know, so you can get your individualized attention. Um, and also look for receipts. I'm so tired of people coming to me because they got hustled by somebody. You spent thousands of dollars with somebody and they didn't teach you anything. You didn't learn anything um, because you got in there and you found out, you know, they were Google gurus. They hadn't really had like any experience at all. Um, I tell everybody, like any coach that's worth their weight, all of us have receipts. There should be somebody somewhere that can say, yes, I work with this person. You know, the program is good. The product is legit. I had these types of results. If you can't find somebody, if you can't find an active, you know, page or account or website, if you don't see them posting receipts on a regular basis, I would tell you, you may want to steer clear of that coach. You know what I'm saying? Because they're really not a coach. They just out here trying to get these coins real fast. <laughs> That's what they're trying to do. Hello, somebody. The, the age of coaches. <laughs> we are in the age of coaches. Um, okay, but speaking of receipts, one thing that we always talk about and see people sharing receipts for is the money that we make. But we mm -hmm. never really talk about the investments, you know, the money that we're putting back into our business. So on a monthly basis, just an average, we're not going to talk about like your average income, but your average investment monthly back into your business. If you had to put a dollar amount, 
what would you say you're investing back into your business? I'm talking about across the board, whether you have a coach with your systems that you're using, you know, your, your mobile marketing fees, these email marketing fees. What do, if you had to guess, what would you say you put back in every month? I, I can't tell you a dollar amount because I operate off of percentages, but I can, I'm more than happy to share my percentages because I believe in a reinvestment schedule for show, for show. Um, when I was working a nine to five and I had the ability to be able to take 100% of my money that I was making from my side hustle, which is, you know, turned into a million dollar company for me. I put 100% back in because I had my nine to five to float me. And I know we're not talking about this, but I'm going to say something and it's going to vex a lot of y'all spears, but I don't care. The truth is the truth. I know we live in this age where people like quit your job, you know, jump, take a leap of faith. Look here. There are very few people that God has actually told you to leave right now. Okay. You're supposed to be in order and you're supposed to use discernment. Some of y'all need to build out some exit strategies and it may not be for you to leave your nine to five for a year or a year and a half. So you can get all your dental taken care of and all your healthcare taken care of. And you can start, you know, actively um, saving. Cause I'm gonna tell you this, as soon as you leave, something is going to go wrong in your life. All of a sudden, four of your O2 sensors go out in your car and it's $3,200 or your kid breaks their ankle or something like that, right? Um, so I just, I just want to throw that out there. But when I worked a nine to five, I put a hundred percent of what I made back into the company. Once I got to the point that I left the nine to five and my business could support, you know, paying my mortgage and car note and all that stuff, 50% um, is my number to this day. 50% of whatever I make, I don't go out and spend it. It goes back to my company. And I use that money for, I do use it for continued education. So other programs and courses and working with other coaches and uh, memberships and stuff like that. Um, it pays for softwares and stuff. I use it for marketing. Um, I use it to pay bonuses out to my team members whenever we hit our goals and stuff like that. But 50% is my number. So um, that's how I roll. Woo, child. You think, look, you think you a boss until a real boss tell you that she putting 50% back in. That's goals, okay? I'll do 50. That is goals. Write that down, somebody. Next to her name, not mine, because your girl ain't doing no 50%. <laughs> but we work, we working up, man. We but, you, but, you, but you work up to it. You know what I'm saying? Like, is it like being realistic? Like I said, I worked that nine to five for, like, I've been a small business owner for 13 years now. And I've been an entrepreneur for 10. In the first three years, I've worked my nine to five. And people don't like it when I say that. You know what I'm saying? Because they want to hear me to leave right now. You know, have some faith. Man, whatever. You better keep that job and get your exit strategy and bank up some coins, okay? Um, because when you get out here on your own, baby, it ain't nobody to fall back on. If you're not working, you're not eating. Point blank, period. Um, so, like... Once I actually left the job, you know, so there was even a period because I had underestimated my expenses. I went and took a job as a substitute teacher and I did that for 18 months. So that way I had additional money to push into my business. Right. So I didn't have to touch it that long. Um, and then once we got to where, okay, I'm fully functional out here in these streets, my business is how I pay my bills and all that good stuff. It was a process. So like I went from reinvesting like 15% to 20%, you know, my goal was always 50. Eventually I'm probably gonna get to the point where it's like maybe 60% that I'm putting back 
you know, up into it. And that does include my savings accounts because some people don't have savings accounts for their businesses. Your business should have a savings account. Your business should have an insurance plan that you can borrow against. Your business should be having like CDs and investing inside of other things. Like you should be growing your money as much as possible. Um, even the way that it's structured, you know what I'm saying? Like if their business is an LLC, you may structure yourself as like a sole proprietor owner. So that way it helps you pay less in your taxes. Um, you have to figure out, right, how to make your money work for you. And so it's definitely a process and you just work like little by little, little by little. And then before you know it, boom, you know, you're where you want to be. Before you know it, boom, you're bust up and you have 50%. Yes, that is definitely goals. That gives us something to work toward, though. And I love that you brought up the fact that everybody wants you to run out and quit your job. I am definitely a huge advocate, you know, for entrepreneurship, but in the right way, in the way that makes sense for you and yeah. not what you see somebody else doing. Because nine times out of 10, they're not even telling you the truth about what they did. They're not talking about the fact that they left this nine to five, but then they got this side part-time job. Right. So they, they got you thinking that they just working, you know, full-time in their business and you're trying to compare your real life to the fake life that you see somebody else living. Right. And Look, or, or they got a sugar daddy on the side. Right. <laughs> Listen. Run their bills and we keep it all the way 100. <laughs> got a sugar daddy or a whole sugar mama over there. <laughs> trying to slave away to keep up with what they got a sugar daddy doing. You can't. <laughs> right. <laughs> Okay, so my last question here, Ashley, we got to talk about this, because one thing I feel like we never discussed is the trolls and the chargebacks. Oh, yeah. As entrepreneurs in the social media age, when you know people have so much access, right, in terms of the trolls, we're, su we're subjected to so many things. Everybody has an opinion. Everybody has a platform to be able to voice their opinions. And then the chargebacks, like we know that, you know, these, these, these charge disputes are just out of hand. But how do you deal with like the mental anguish, you know, like the, the stress of being an entrepreneur, aside from having like that accountability group, those friends that you can call and be like, girl, let me tell you what happened. How do you deal with it? How do you take care of yourself mentally to be able to manage everything that you do? Um, in real life, and I'm trying to be funny, the Lord, okay, the Lord, Jesus. Um, so I'm not like a Bible thumper, but I'm definitely spiritual. And so one of the first things I do in the morning, I wake up, you know, I thank God, I be like, let's get it popping. I get through my gratitude chants um, every morning, just, you know, a, a constant minute to three minutes of just things that I'm grateful for, so I can shift my own energy. Um, and then you know, I feel like your vibe definitely attracts your tribe. So within the kingdom, I really don't have that many trolls. And if a troll comes, my kingdom members will descend on them, honey, like a spider monkey. They are not playing any games. They will make sure like you're going to get that up out of here. Um, when I advertise and promote on other pages and other accounts, uh, rule number one for me is don't look at the comments because empty wagons make the most noise, right? And I think what we forget is those people are hurting or they're miserable or they're in pain. Like something is wrong with you if you just want to wake up to frustrate or tear down another person, right? But that's really only like, I, I calculated one time, it's really only like 1.8% of people that are leaving these crazy and negative comments. They're just loud because they're empty, right? 
people who really support you, they do it like a little bit more silently. You know what I'm saying? They're going to support you through buying the products or sharing with their friends or tagging people. So I'm really a firm believer in you find what you focus on. So I try and focus on that. Um, and then with the trolls, if you're a live streamer, I use the trolls to my advantage. I had to figure out, especially I started on live streaming on this platform called Periscope. Trolls are really, really bad there. Um, so I had to figure out like how I was gonna utilize these trolls to my advantage, right? I, I couldn't stop them from coming in, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sometimes there were like whole troll gangs and they would come in and literally invite two or 300 trolls to your broadcast. So I decided I was going to use the trolls as a way for me to promote and elevate myself. So if somebody came in and they were like, oh, you're broke or you're a scam artist or, you know, th this is fraud. I'd be like, well, actually it's not. And then I would start calling on my audience. I'd say, hey, you made some money with me. Drop a dollar sign, drop a credit card emoji, drop a bank, right? That's how all of that started with me. It was me figuring out how to use the trolls to my advantage and people would start doing it. And then all of a sudden I started converting the trolls into kingdom members. And then I got to the point where, um, well, sometimes I would play a game called Troll the Trolls. And so all my audience would know what would be up and we would let the trolls come in and I would like just eat their lunch. I would go ham on them. Like people, like the trolls couldn't fool with me. I would out troll the trolls. It's like, oh snap, we don't want none of her. Um, and then once I got tired of the Troll the Trolls game, I decided I'm just going to ignore you because you find what you focus on. And so a troll may come in and say, oh, you should go back to Africa, you baboon. And like for my people may instead pop up and say, oh, you're beautiful. You know, you look gorgeous, oh, blah, 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 blah. And I would acknowledge the nice comments. And so what I found is a lot of the trolls just want attention. So even on my wall, like if they, if, if, as long as they're not harassing my other kingdom members, I won't even acknowledge them because I know that they just want attention unless I'm using the trolls to come up. So um, sometimes on my Instagram, like I'll post the negative comments and I say, hey, y'all, you know, people say negative things about me too, just to kind of motivate my audience or help them get past the fear. Because a lot of people have anxiety about the trolls, right? So I say, look, they say negative stuff about me too, but my bank account's still popping. <laughs> you know, <laughs> y'all still here. Get out here and do what you need to do. Don't let a hater hold you back. Um, so I would tell people, because the trolls are going to be there. For me, it was very effective to figure out a way to use them to my advantage. That's what I did with the trolls. As far as the chargebacks, CYA, okay, let's cover your A's for you guys that don't know what that means. Um, so I try my best to document everything. Um, like just today, you know, I have a woman who's in her feelings and trying to lie and say that I didn't provide her with services and stuff. And I literally have recorded all of our coaching calls, you know, and inside of the email to respond to her. So it was in black and white. I was like, you haven't showed up to this session. You haven't come to these meetings. You haven't come to this appointment, you know, and I can even go back to the dates. Right. So when she tries to go and dispute that charge, because this happens to me, I can say, oh, well, here's all my proof. They really did purchase it. Here's the contract she signed. Here are our calls the Shaw's providing the services, right? These are all the things that happened that this person never attended. I get to keep my money. So I always will tell you guys to cover your behind. Like, um, and because we live in a digital world, you can track transactions. You can see how often someone opens a product. You can see when they downloaded it and what email they downloaded it to. And so um, for me, it helped me to get a customer service person on my team. And that's literally all that person does is deal with disputes so it doesn't vex my spirit and get me upset. You know, because it's upsetting. You work hard and you provided this work. And 
these people got your products and then they want to come in line and say that they didn't have them. So that would get me upset. And I was like, okay, I don't need to be dealing with this. Right. Um, and so I went and I hired a VA. Um, one is from the Philippines and one is from Jamaica. And like, literally they sit in there and they dispute, if someone disputes a charge, they go back and they collect the proof. They go into my systems. They say, here's this person's email. This is a download. They open it five times. Here are the calls they were on. Here they are inside of our Facebook groups, you know, being an active participant with the screenshots and everything. And they make the little file and then they send it off. And so we normally keep like 96% of the money from disputes. Hoo-cha. Yeah, find us in these internet streets, but just let me try. Keep it cool and get your hustle on, and find ways to turn that negative into a positive. Definitely, um, because it's it's gonna keep coming. So if you gonna let that break you down, then you might as well close up shop right now. (laughs) And I have truly enjoyed this conversation, and I know that my listeners appreciate all of these gems that you have been dropping. Please let them know where they can find you online and how they can connect with you on social media. Yeah. Um, first of all, thank you so much for having me and I've enjoyed this as well. And if you guys want to connect with me, I'm at King Ashley Ann. That's K-I-N-G-A-S-H-L-E-Y-A-N-N. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Periscope at King Ashley Ann. Um, I do free business trainings also during the week. And if you want to get a text notification um, when I'm going live and with the subject or the content matter, all you have to do is text KING, K-I-N-G, to 313131. That's KING to 313131. Text KING to 313131. And that will put you on the email list if you're inside of the United States. If you're outside the United States, once you come follow me on Instagram or Facebook, click the link in my bio, it'll take you over to my tree, scroll down to the Royal Court, and um, that's how you can stay in contact with us, and I send emails to you guys. I'm working on a system um, so that people international can text me as well. Um, I haven't found one that works the way I want it to yet, but it's coming. I love it. This has been another game-changing episode of Confessions of a Workaholic, meant to empower and encourage you to get that ass to work. You have everything you need to get everything you want if you're willing to do the work. I love you. Thank you for tuning in. See you next week. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, 
planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.